Hello and welcome to the In Between Podcast. We're back with part two of How to Talk to a Teenager. But before we get started, I'd like to remind you to like, subscribe, ring that bell, and leave us a comment down below on what you want to hear us talk about. Good stuff. What they want to hear you talk about. What were you just talking about? Uh, uh, you, you give love a bad name. <laughs> bon Jovi, right? Yeah, you were just talking about Bon Jovi. I it don't was, even understand. You are sitting across from me right now in a blue, definitely jacket. 1980s jacket. It, You've been listening to 80s music today. Okay. In my what de- is wrong with this world? In my defense, it was... There's no defense for this. Did you just stop the music? I stopped the music, yeah. Oh, I thought that meant that it wasn't recording. No, it's definitely still recording. Okay. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> but it was 80s day, day yeah, at yeah. my school, so everybody dressed up, well, like an eighth of my school dressed up 80s because teenagers are too cool to dress up. But you just listed off a whole plethora of classics, I didn't which list- I sang most of them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I didn't list them off from the top of my Living head. Living on a Prayer, Bohemian Rhapsody. Girls just want to have fun. Girls just want to have fun. I mean, like you live on a prayer. Yeah, you got some great ones in there. Yeah. Well, you know, I thought uh, that's unfortunate. In the '80s spirit, I must listen to an '80s playlist all day, and so I did. And once you again, know, you still amaze me. This jacket is giving me. You know, I walked up to Josie today, and she told me, "You look like you belong in this generation now." And I was like, "What does that mean?" She's like, "You normally look like you're dressed like a millennial." And I was like, <laughs> "I don't know how to feel about that." Don't they usually tell you you're dressed like a mom or something? Because I wear a vest over everything. I'm like, sorry that I don't want to be cold. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Apparently I'm old. So last week uh, in the podcast, uh, you got to do like a really pretty cool thing, right? With uh, several different friends here. And Brooklyn has been just milking it. She's like, I'm famous now. (laughs) Brooklyn, you're awesome. We love having you here. You gotta, you gotta come back. Uh, yeah, and and I thought it was interesting. I mean, there was a lot that I thought was interesting because I got to sit and observe you guys, right? It was actually observe. unintentional. We actually had some problems with the equipment yeah. that forced me out of the podcast, right? So yes. um, sort of because I still lean in on the microphone, and you're actually going to hear that in this uh, this current final episode of uh, How to Talk to a Teenager. Mm-hmm. But we talked about a lot of different things. Uh, reactions matter. uh, uh we talked about teachers. how the I mean, well the teachers actually is coming up this round, so that's I oh, think we're the, talking about the last one. Yeah, I'm talking about the last okay. one. Like we talked See, about, I'm, I'm I got to get with the program here. <laughs> <laughs> we we talked about who you go to when you mess up, or yep. and how you like them to respond. Yeah, um, and I thought that that was pretty fascinating just to listen to you guys. Was there anything that you were um, really? S- surprised or got your attention um i don't nothing was really surprising to me because i feel like deep down every well i'll sound really cliche but like every teenager kind of like has the same idea of like what they want when it comes to talking to their parents like we want to be respected we want to be treated as equals we want you to not treat us like we're stupid like, sure. yes, we are stupid. We're teenagers. That's so like our job to be dumb, right? And make <laughs> bad decisions and learn from it. Now, see, I don't think that's fair, though. You, you're, It's not your job to be dumb because you actually, and especially the three around the table, very intelligent 
young people. Yeah. Okay. But we make dumb still decisions. do really dumb things. Sometimes. Oh my gosh. But that's part of, that's part of learning, right? I mean, that's exactly. part of life. And the best yeah. thing that I feel like we can do as parents is help you navigate through the dumb stuff. Yes. Right? And that's all we want you to do. And we don't, we understand what we did was stupid or bad or probably not a good decision at all. But like, we just need, we need some help. We need to get out of it and we'll learn, we'll learn from that situation. You know? Yeah. yeah. I feel like the big thing is uh, adults, especially at our age, are like, you need, like, you got to start being more responsible, respectful, you know, be disciplined. Yeah. Have you ever heard that from somewhere? <laughs> you know what I'm referring to? Yeah. BJJ. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, you have to start turning into this adult, you know, get into the habits. And people are just like, yeah, we want you to be an adult, but we're going to treat you like a child still. Like, you're stuck at that weird mutant. That's an interesting mutant. perspective from you This <laughs> to say that. You you want you recognize that you want to be treated. It's it's interesting as you're as you're saying this because I know, like I can't say how many times I can't tell you how many times I've heard you say, "I don't want to grow up. I don't want to get older. I want to I want to stay a kid." Right? I don't. But at the same time, I want to be treated. You like want it, an adult? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, it's an interesting kind of conundrum, and and no. I, we as parents are in the same place. Is like I. I want to see you grow up. I want to see you succeed. And I want to see you be successful. But there's also this part of me that hangs on to like, oh, mm-hmm. she's not a little girl anymore. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I think we both feel the same yeah. pain, growing pains. Well, <laughs> you do not feel my growing pains. <laughs> I've got ridiculous growing pains for a short period. I was going to say for, you know, for all the growing pains you have, you should be like six and a half feet tall. I should be seven foot at this point. <laughs> I've had them all week. It's and you're knocking on five foot really hard. <laughs> I'm five and a quarter. Close enough. Um, dang it. All right. Well, you know, the folks don't want to hear us yabber on about this. I, so let's uh, let's move into um, the, the second half of what everybody was talking about. Our answers and, uh, to all of our questions. Yeah. <laughs> and this, this section, I think, is a little bit different um, because – there, there was a little more conversation went on, and I think it's because people got more comfortable as yeah. as they went through the podcast. It was less of an uptight conversation. <laughs> yeah, and and um, yeah, we're just gonna play it for you, and and uh, as they go through, then we'll we'll come back at the end and kind of wrap up. And uh, again, I would just really encourage you, as the person that's uh, listening to this podcast. Don't listen to so much as what what they're saying, which that's important, and what they're saying is important. But also listen to what they're not saying. You know, I think when I came into this, I I expected more of them to go. Oh, I want this. I want that. And really, what Daphne kind of surmised it here just a moment ago. Really, what most of these kids are saying is, I just want to be treated like like a human being, like an mm-hmm. equal, right? Yeah, yeah. So here it is. Because, you know, all parents were kids once, and that's, uh, you know, and we, we all accept that fact. And obviously, it's not like every, you know, it's not like every parent was a golden child. And, we're like, that's also a fact. You know, I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure, a, I'm sure AJ, you know, always got straight A's and everything. Oh. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> but I, I feel like what, what ends up happening is a lot of times parents will, you will, when they see or hear about stuff that, you know, as children do, 
the thing that makes them the most mad is because they're still learning that lesson from what they did, you know? And I feel like that has a lot to do with it. Like, you know, my like when my dad, he, he went to parties and stuff like that and did stupid stuff. And so I feel like sometimes if I tell him, like, yeah, I went to a party or something, he'll he'll get more mad about the fact that I went to the party because he went he did stupid stuff at parties when he was a kid. And he's still kind of learning his lesson from all the way back when he was a kid. And he's kind of... He, he keeps forgetting that I haven't learned my lesson yet. I haven't experienced this. Yeah. And so he can't get mad at me for not not having experienced it yet. To be fair, I will say this. Strict parents make for sneaky kids. And that is I, all I have to say about I that. Saw, dude, I saw that on a TikTok. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Strict parents make for sneaky kids. But I'm bad good. at being sneaky. 100%, 100% agree w- with you yep. on that, Georgia. Yep. Okay, 100%. Yep. <laughs> what I did want to say is, though, what you guys and what teenagers, I think, in general have to remember is for most of us as parents, Georgia, you're kind of the exception because there's the 12 of your brothers and sisters. <laughs> yep. But, you know, we're trying to figure it out as we go. Yeah. yeah. And um, uh, there's a lot of times whenever we know, like, we're doing the best that we that we can with the decisions that we make. But at the same time, we're kind of like, eh, I hope that this doesn't break the child. There's even a joke at our house, you know, it's like, okay, well, we're giving you something to talk to the therapist about when you get older. Yep. <laughs> you know? Uh, I think that's specifically something mom says. As, as a child who does go to therapy, I can say that that is true. But <laughs> it, it parents mess up all the time, and I think it has a greater impact because it's like, oh, my dad said that or something like that. Well, you know, for me, I come back, and I've done, Daphne and I were talking about this today, is like, I've come back to her and said, Hey, I was wrong. Like, and I, and parents like you appreciate that as kids when, when we come back and go, you know what? We were dumb. It's hard though. My dad, my dad will come to me and he'll be like, like he'll, he'll, he will have done something stupid or said something stupid. He'll be like, want to go get food? I'll be like, maybe. And he's like, let's go. And then we drive, we eat tacos. And he's like, sorry. And that's it. And that's it. And I'm like, all right, well, that's cool, well, <laughs> you know? I think it's really important to admit when you make mistakes because, like, if you made a mistake, like, I might make that same mistake, too, later on and not realize that it was a bad thing. And then also, like, it's nice to know that you're not the only one who's human, right? You're not, because yeah. I feel like teenagers specifically have to deal with, you're always going to be wrong. You're always in the wrong. You're <laughs> Because I said so. Because te- yeah. <laughs> I said so. I, I Teachers are always right. Your parents will always yeah. be right because they're older. Like, you know, you have to give the elders respect. Like, I get that. But respect me too and admit yeah. when you're wrong. Respect, I, yeah, that's it just works better. better. Well, yeah. And I hate, I absolutely hate the term because I said so. Yeah. Because... When I am older, I want an explanation. I'm not seven mm-hmm. anymore. I'm not mm-hmm. your minion. I am your child, and I am a person who does deserve respect. I ha- I absolutely do not agree with the term. Sorry, Mom, I know you say this a lot, but I don't agree with the term <laughs> because I said so. It's like, I understand that you're telling me this, and I'm mm-hmm. not necessarily disagreeing with you, but I would really like an explanation. So that way, next time we have this argument, I'll know that's why you think that, or that is why mm-hmm. you're telling me this. The Because I said so doesn't help. Because you said what? Like, like I don't get it. Like, what are you saying? Like, I, like she could, you know, a parent could be like, why don't you want to tell me this? Because I don't. Like, it, 
it shouldn't be raising that up. There should be like a certain level of respect, and that's that's also a part is because you know I'm your mother, I'm your father. Like I can tell you this, and you don't have to question me. Yeah. What if I want to question you? What if I am genuinely curious as to that decision that you are making? And yeah. a lot of the times. My oldest sister never got away with that. Maddie, because she was the first child and she was the oldest, she mm-hmm. had it way harder than I did. My parents are super laid back now, but it, that wasn't always how it was. And one time, my my mom had said something, no, you can't do this. And I said, can I ask why? That's what I said. I, I don't say why. I'm like, how come? Yeah. Or can I ask why? And my sister blew up. She's like, you you can get away with asking mom why? And I'm like, yeah, I can get away with asking mom why because <laughs> because... Because I said so isn't a good enough term for me. It is not good enough for me. I mean, who would we be in society if we're not questioning certain things and certain limitations and things like that, you know? That's that's why I don't agree with the term because I said so. Okay, and... Brooklyn, I want to know what you think oh. about what she just said. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, I agree that, like, it's good to hear that. But I feel like for me, usually I, I know why. Like, mm-hmm. I don't need to be told why. Because, yeah, like, in our house, there's, like, certain principles, and it's, like, if you do, it, like, if you do this, this happens, and, like, we've been over it, like, you know why that was a bad decision, and you know why you're getting this punishment. Um, so, uh, especially in our house with, because um, we're, we're a pretty close family, because we've been through a lot of stuff, and, like, moving around, um, so we have, like, certain expectations and, like, rules for each other that we just, we always follow, and, like, it, it just makes sense to everyone. Yeah, well, that's that's good. I'm really <laughs> glad that that is how it is for you. Yeah, and I, I feel like, to go kind of back to what uh, AJ said earlier, just about parents, you know, they're still learning, and I, I feel like that's one of the um, biggest things that, you know, when I hear a lot of parents just talk about, you know, p- uh, parenting in general, uh, and parenthood is that like oh it's only eighteen years and I it, no it's not it's it's to the day you die yeah. you know like you are stuck yeah. with us like because yeah. like you know when I'm an adult and I'm having a kid I'm still going to talk to my parents and like hey what should I do you know my I have a great grandma and I still know that my grandma will talk to my great grandma about grandma things you know yeah. it's like you're you're always going to be able, have to leave that area for your for your parents and I know a lot of people who like. And that, that starts from a young age. I know a friend who is uh, 20, 20, I think, 19, and her, her mom was just so, like, forceful. And so by the time she was 18, she was just done with her, you know, and wanted to just out, and she hasn't talked to her mom. And, like, I don't agree with that, but I still feel like keep maintaining a st- really strong relationship with your parents through all of life is just, like, kind of key, you know, just, just to life in general. So for me personally, just responding back to what you just said, mm the the thought behind the way that I have tried to parent, I, I totally stole this from somebody, and I, I can't tell you who I've looked it up to find out who has actually said it, but mm-hmm. if, if they're listening, they can ask me to give them credit, and I'll be happy to. <laughs> but the idea that when a, when a kid is born, then that you are the, you're the one that is basically provides comfort for them, right? Initially, mm-hmm. like you take care of all their needs. Then yeah. when they get to be that, five-ish range, you become the cop, right? Yeah. You're laying down the rules, you're <laughs> yeah, telling them how yeah. to live, you're giving them all their values, you're doing all those things, and then when they get to be in a teenage year, years, you become uh, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. become their coach. Yeah. Yeah. Okay? And, and, you, and you're just giving them pointers, like this is how you do life. And then as they get into what you're talking about, after 18, 
you become the consultant or the counselor. Mm-hmm. You're the one that is giving them direction. They come to you for with questions and answers, and but they're always there. Yeah. And man, the moment you guys were born, we don't ever get to quit parenting. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, but also, um, like when people are like, I put you know food on the table and I put you know a roof over your head. Like, isn't that what you're supposed to do? I'm sorry. Like, like <laughs> yeah. Is that not the bare minimum? Like legally, are you not supposed to do that? That's what I don't agree with some kids. Like, you know, I, I brought you in this world. I can take you out. Are you threatening to kill me over some dishes that I didn't do or something like that? Yeah. I feel like it's it's easy to just get lost in trying to be so strict and empowering. Like, you always – that's another thing. It's like you want your kid to know that you have power over them, but they know that. Like, I already know that my dad my mom, I know that they all have power over me because they're older than me. They're my parent. Like, there is no, you don't need to define the rules and the power because I know that they have power over me. They don't need to constantly try to emphasize their power because I know that. Mm-hmm. And what I think is really interesting is uh, me and Brooklyn both have parents that are still together, right? And you guys have separated parents. It's mm-hmm. like the difference between how we're both, we're, we're really similar people yeah. already, but we're both very emotional mm-hmm. when it, we comes to talking to our parents and you guys are more like chill and relaxed like hey i did something wrong while me and brooklyn are like i did something <laughs> wrong i'm sorry you know yeah. i just i think it's interesting how that yeah. works well i know? think divorced parents have been through the ringer like when it comes to breakups and stuff like yeah. they've been through it all they've been through a lot and they understand that life isn't perfect and that's nothing against married parents i understand that but uh, married parents are a unit. They're a force. They're a team. It's like them against the world trying to raise a kid, right? So with my mom and dad, it's, well, my mom's over here doing her own thing, and my dad, is, my dad is over here doing his own thing. And while they communicate, I'm not saying they don't communicate, they're not talking every night thinking, what do we do about Georgia? Like, you know, because my mom, there have been some times where my mom's like, hey, Tony, I think that uh, we should install this rule i don't want the kids what you know playing on the xbox more than a couple hours a day and my dad's like no this is my house i can play on it if they get their homework done i don't care that can be a new rule in your house so they had to like figure out how to do that but it is different so they are more laid back because they've been through it all like they get it so i think i think maybe that has something to do with it a little bit too and they're kind of establishing their own ideologies and like Mm -hmm. and like ideas and stuff like that because you sacrifice a lot for each other when you are together. And so when you're separated, you don't actually have to agree with what that parent wants anymore. Yeah, and I think that, like, a lot of it, the times, you know, parenting not only reflects on your relationship with the child, but your relationship with the other parent. And honestly, what I've noticed is I have, like, three or four friends that all only have one present parent. And for some reason, they they have such a, like, way more of a stronger bond with that one parent than I do with both my parents combined, you know? Like, I because of the fact that, I, I don't know, I feel like when a parent doesn't have to worry about their, the other part of the, you know, parenting, their co-parent or whatever, I feel like they have more time to focus on that bond and connection with their own, own child, and I... And that's not to say that parents that are together or parents that are separated are different in any sort, I mean, I feel like they are, but I, that, I don't think one is better than the other. I feel like there's, they're they're different in their own way, and I feel like depending on how that, 
how the separation came can also affect a kid a lot. I know that my parents, yeah. they stayed pretty, my parents stayed pretty close. I know they talked to each other a lot mm-hmm. and, and I can, and they have no issue with each other. You know, like I, I always found it funny when people said like, oh, you know, the best part about parents divorcing is two Christmases. My parents are divorced, but they're still close enough that we only have one Christmas. So I don't, I, don't, I didn't really get the thing. My last question is, who was your favorite teacher of all time? Ooh. And why? Teacher. Brooklyn, Wait, you want to yeah. go first? Oh, yeah. Oh. I can go first. Like, school teacher or teacher yeah. in life? Like, it, in my entire life or just this year? Entire life. Okay. So, um, when I was in the Netherlands, we went to an international school. So, there were kids from everywhere. and I only She's had built a, different. <laughs> and I only had a class of 11. And my teacher was this um, British guy. He was, like, he was so tall. And, like, <laughs> he had that very British, like, accent like Ooh. it's it was so funny <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was the class of 11 but um and it was um like the international was he pretty program. too no he was married and he had teenage kids so, so I pretty. that's not I, what i asked okay i don't i, I personally no, didn't pretty. think he was pretty but you know you no offense to british teacher yeah, yeah, we no offense you sound great um, but uh, yeah, so it was a very different like way of schooling and like with ev- with the, all the different um, nationalities. But I think he was the best teacher because he made learning so personal for each person. And um, I w- I w- had been interested in like writing and like writing books and like writing um, just like stories and stuff. And he, I kind of uh, give him like all the credit to me kind of developing that because he. I, for every single project that we did, he wanted me to write a book instead of doing whatever everyone else was. Um, so he kind of had me do that. So now I have like five books from sixth grade just sitting in my closet. <laughs> but um, it, he really helped me like develop that talent. So and he just, I don't know, he just was such a good teacher. He just really helped everyone in their own way. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. No, you go. Uh, so for me, I I think it's. I feel like there's there's two different types that are that I both think are like we're pretty good teachers and they're both from Chico High and one of them uh, is my math teacher this year and she she definitely like she she definitely tells me she's constantly you know I I have ADHD and I can't focus on anything and um, I also you know just I'm always out of it and so she always tries to get me on task and focus and she's she you know she definitely is always trying to talk to me be like hey you got this you know if you need any help i get it and it's like it definitely makes me feel like i'm welcome and that i can talk to talk to her if i need any help that said i feel like i i end up want, feeling like i'm disappointing her you know <laughs> and i feel like that was that that's the biggest thing is that i i can tell that she cares about me and she wants me to learn but to an extent it almost makes me feel like i'm disappointing her when i do that and um, I don't really know more, much more to say about that, but like I know that I have another teacher who's my biology teacher last year, and he was, <laughs> and he and yeah, he yeah. was he was you know the funny thing was was that he was mean to me, he would yeah. joke around, mm-hmm. he would tease me, yeah. but he, at the end of the day, he'd want what's best for me. You know, he'd be he, he'd talk to me like like Xavier, get off your phone, come on, man, you got this, you know, and be helpful, supportive, but he wouldn't he wouldn't make me feel like. I'm special. I need any more help. Yeah. And that's kind of what I feel yeah. like my, my math teacher does is she wants, she's like, she kind of makes it feel like, Hey, if you need more help than others, I can do that. And that's just not what I, you know, I want to be mm-hmm. with, be like the other people. And I feel like that's what he did too. My, my biology teacher, biology teacher, he was like, 
You know, Xavier, come on, get back on task. You yeah. got this, dude. Come on. You know, and he'd tease me, and he'd be proud of me. And that was definitely what I what I enjoyed the most was being able to like know that I'm not disappointing him, mm-hmm. but I'm, but he's going to help me. He's going to help reassure me, and you know, and make me feel better about it. He always called yeah. me by the wrong name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if he it actually. Everyone, yeah. I don't think he knew what my name was. I really, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Do you have one? Georgia? Um, I think the best teacher that I've had, um, probably. Honestly, probably my oldest brother, Jack. <laughs> he irritates my soul, <laughs> and I dislike him greatly sometimes, okay? But I love him forever, and I would kill someone for him. But oh, gosh. The point is, <laughs> is that he is, gives weirdly the best advice, and he, he is so smart and so, like, interesting to talk to, and he's, like, this big old Marine and stuff like that who, like, doesn't have any feelings, but he's he's so, like... He's so smart with everything that he tells me, and he gives me the best life advice ever. I'm like, Jack, what do I do? And there's there's literally nothing that I could say to him that would make him be like, you are horrible. You know, like he's, <laughs> he, you know, he gives me the best advice, and it's so interesting. And also my oldest, not my oldest, one of my older sisters, Izzy, like, she's been through the ringer as well. And it's it's like both of them just give me, like, this amazing advice, and they're so mm-hmm. smart, and, like, this life advice and everything. And... I don't know. I think these two are my favorite. They're like my favorite people ever. And I don't talk to my oldest brother very often. I really wish I did get to talk to him more. Not super often, but it doesn't it doesn't affect our closeness very much. I've had a lot of good teachers. I've always been like a you know, school student, school person. Yeah, like, same. you know, yeah. straight A's. I will do anything to please my teachers. Nerd. You know. <laughs> You know what? I think I told you off for that in a science class yes, one time. I was did. like, I'm smarter than you and you're just insulting me for it. <laughs> um, but <laughs> um, uh, I've had a lot of good English teachers, but it's always the English teachers. Yeah. I don't know English what's up with that. Yeah. They do. But uh, it was the first guy I'd ever had as an English teacher. It was my freshman year. And I was so terrified at how different honors English in high school was going to be compared to honors English in um, middle school. And he was just like, welcome to the class. You know, mm-hmm. he was he was a lot like Miss Tebow, Georgia, if you remember <gasps> him. Miss Tebow, Tebow was an amazing elementary school teacher. Um, but he just kind of, he motivated me, but was still strict. You know, like he would give me constructive criticism all the time. He would um, not let me slack off when it came to grading. Like, he was strict with my papers, but now I'm such a better writer because of it, and now I can actually meet the level that my honors English teacher has for me now, even though I don't like him as much. Sorry, dude. It's just mean. (laughs) But um, he was just... He was really cool about the way he presented information to the class you know like he was good at explaining things and he was just really cool about everything so yeah Uh, I feel like uh when it comes to teaching you know not just I feel like motivation is a big one and I I think that like looking at my friends I, I can I feel like we're teachers to ourselves and the fact in the sense that like 
we just the fact that we you know mess with each other and it's like my friend the other day we were all bullying him because he was like skinny or whatever and he's all (laughs) (laughs) but he was all like or no no it's because he was weak that's what he said said that's still not okay it's better it's better it's better better. (laughs) and and he i remember he's like why are you guys always messing with me for this stuff i hate you why can't you be my friends i'm like dude here's the thing like we're being your friend. You guys and remind me of the people from <laughs> South Park. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and but we told him like we're being your friend. You know why? And he goes, "Why?" I'm like, "Because tomorrow you're gonna be you're gonna go to the gym and you're gonna think about what we were talking about and thinking about how we were messing with you, oh and that's God. gonna be in your mind. And you're gonna start and you're gonna start lifting weights and you're gonna think about that every day. And then you're gonna show up and you're gonna prove to us that you're stronger than we thought you were, and that you know what it worked. And he was like, "You're right." And I, the same thing kind of goes for me because you know I've in the past had a lot of struggles with my with like my weight and my identity and I've got messed with I got bullied with that I got bullied by not just my friends but just by everyone for that and you know what I ended up you know losing a lot of it and I ended up building up muscle and building up strength and I proved to them that I could be better than they thought I was going to be and so I feel like a lot of time that our best teachers are just the ones that can motivate us to do something better and that that's something that I feel like can go with parents too because that that was kind of the whole point of that episode is I feel like obviously I'm not telling parents to go and like belittle their kids. Like you're not good enough. You're you're never going to be good. But I'm, I'm I'm saying like to be able to motivate your kid and not not just like, you know, like instead of if, if your friend, if your kid needs help, instead of just like constantly helping them, motivate them to learn it themselves and stuff like that. Motivation, I feel like is the biggest part of just, you know, teaching and parenting and stuff like that, you know? And I feel like me motivating my friends and them motivating us back is kind of like, one of the only positive upsides in having a friend group of teenage boys is we belittle each other, but they're motivated. Yeah, I've been in that friend group. It is not pretty. <laughs> yeah, um, when Georgia talked about her brother, I uh, thought about my youth pastor, and he's not my brother, but um, <laughs> definitely is who I'm talking Yay! about. But he's like he's 29, and he's um, he like has so much. He has, he's like so chill, but at the same time, he's like he. Because he'll he, at the so he's chill, but at the same time he'll be like, "Oh, that was actually not very smart. Um, <laughs> that yeah, you should not do that." And um, he's he's probably he's definitely one of the best teachers in like that area of my life because um, I'm on like the leadership team, and he he pushes us to like teach in front of everyone else just to kind of um, like figure out what our skills are in this area and like push ourselves to. Um, just like reach our potential with it, and I don't know. He's just like he's such. He's just so easy to talk to, and he's so funny. Definitely knows who I'm talking yes. about. He's yeah. awesome. <laughs> he's just so easy to talk to, and like just such a fun person. And it's so easy to learn from him because he he just I don't know. I don't know how to I understand. Him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like yeah. he's like he's the, just he's good at brother. giving an advice. Yeah. He's like your best friend. But also but your dad. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. I was talking about some, like, th- this guy that I was, anyway. I was, <laughs> he ca- overheard me and came over, and he's like, do you, do you want advice? And I was like, sure, I'll take your advice. And he gave me, like, this whole dad spiel, and I was like, okay. <laughs> cool. I knew that was coming, but it, like, it makes sense 
That's because yeah. I know that's what my really dad would cool. say. Yeah. And like, and, it, that's yeah. really cool. And then he says, do you want advice? That's a, yeah. that's a good yeah. one. My brother that's does that too. That's the best. He's like, he's like, do you want advice or do you want me to listen? Because I'll be here for you yeah, either yeah. way. Jack says that open. all yeah. the time. Yeah. Parents, yeah. parents yeah. that's the yeah. best yeah. thing you yeah. can say to us. Yeah. Is, say, do, you do you want advice or do you just want me to listen? And that's the best thing. Like if your kid, like the best analogy is saying, you know, your kid's in the room, you want them to go into the living room, you say, you, you don't say get out into the living room right now. You know, you'll be like, hey, I, when you, I, when you get a second, can you come into the living room and you yeah. leave the door open? That, mm-hmm. That's the biggest and best analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love the end of this, and I love the question in particular because when you listen to the kids. Sorry, I'm calling you guys kids, teenagers. It's fine. When I when I listen when you listen to them and you ask that question, who's your favorite teacher? They were so like Excuse taken uh, taken aback by that question and they didn't they were like, "What? Teacher? Yeah. I thought we were talking about parenting." <laughs> I I just thought it was awesome to ask that question. And the reason why I personally wanted to ask that question is because I think all of us in life have this. We have a teacher probably, somebody who's had a you know, a great influence on us. Somebody that was the favorite. Yeah. That we, um, we look back on and we're like, they were the best teacher. My, one of my favorite teachers, I have a few of them. And it's interesting because for me, both of them were English teachers. I don't know. Something about the English teachers. They just, they know how to do it right. I well, mean, yeah, not all of them. It's not all That's of them. true. But it, and it's crazy because I mean, English is not necessarily most people's favorite thing to do, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but both of my English teachers, that you know, the big thing about both of them is that they were hyper strict, mm. like they did not mess around. But at the same time, they had a lot of fun. And I've heard you say the same thing about your teachers. Yeah. Right. Yes. Did you? Did any of their answers surprise you, particularly when it came to teachers? Um. Not really. No. No. So I, as, as they were talking, I wrote down a few things cause you know, that's what I do. <laughs> that's what you do. And, uh, as I was, as I was listening to them, I thought it was really interesting. And the re- the reason why we asked that question in particular is because parents, I want you to recognize that there's some things that those people do that actually push the person, push the kid, push you, push me forward. Like there's a reason why we like them. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Brooklyn said that that the guy challenged her to yeah. write like way beyond what she normally had. Uh, Xavier said that the teacher pushed him harder mm-hmm. than he'd he'd really been pushed before, um, and that he was strict and even mean. Xavier called him mean, but <laughs> I don't. I don't think he was mean. He was just didn't really give you any slack. Right, and that that's what I think too. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, I, Georgia said something I thought was really striking in that answer. And she said uh, that her brother was somebody that I could trust exclusively. Um, mm. You know, like uh, I would trust him with anything. She didn't yeah. say trust exactly exclusively. That's the, my, my paraphrase of what she said, but, but she said that she could trust him exclusively. And then uh, you said the teacher was welcoming, motivating. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, and and Xavier even came back to that at the end that that a teacher or parents if they will just motivate like put not to push the kid so how do we as parents then find the balance in that 
It's a struggle, I'll tell you that. Nobody ever said that parenting was easy. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> um, Hashtag wisdom of Daphne. Yeah, I'm not a parent, so I wouldn't know, but I know from you that parenting is not easy because I know I'm not easy. Oh, that's true. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Your fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think the best thing is to set boundaries and um, I don't know. Because like, like Xavier said, you don't want to push your kids so hard and be like, yeah, do this and do that or blah, 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 or you're not going to amount to anything. Don't say that. That's yeah. terrible. Um, I hope that's a given. But um, you also need to like, I don't know how to say it. Like, um... I don't know. I've never seen you at loss for words. This is impressive. Well, I, I just don't know how to explain it in a way that it makes sense. Sure. Because, like, like I said, you don't want to push them too hard, but you want to give them a challenge, right? Sure. You don't want them to have the easy way out, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Okay. Like, I'm trying to think of a good example that you do for me. Like, ooh, this is going to sound really stupid, but, like, with responsibility. Sometimes you won't cook a meal for me, right? Right. And I get mad and I go, <laughs> I guess I'll starve, you know? Right. It's my little guilt trip. I know it's not going to work. Right. And it definitely does not work anymore. <laughs> no. But I say it anyway. <laughs> when anyways. you're younger, maybe. I say it anyways, because why not? Um, but then eventually I'm like, okay, I'm starving and nobody's going to feed me. <laughs> I got to do it myself. You know? Yeah. So I cook up my own meal. Is it an awful egg? Probably. Because I suck at cooking <laughs> eggs. But, you know. I've made my meal. Or maybe it's leftovers. You make delicious pork. I'll just cut some of that up and put it on rice and call it a meal. And it's yeah. delicious. Yeah. But, you know. Things like that. Like. <laughs> it's actually helping strict, you in a roundabout way. Yeah. Be yeah. strict, but be reasonable in your strictness. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I guess yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. So as I was thinking about this, um, one of the things that I, I it, it struck me that throughout the conversation, values came up with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was stated in different ways. I think Brooklyn used, actually used the word values. Um, but when I got to really thinking about that, I thought, you know, in our house, there's a set of values that we that we go by and two, two main principles in that. There's one, and, and both of them come from Scripture. One of them says, husbands, love your wives like Christ loves the church. And when I think about that, husbands, loves your wives like, like Christ loved the church, man, that's a, that's a huge thing because Jesus died for the church. Yeah. Like he, was, he, he gave it all for the church, which means we as husbands give it all for our wives. And I don't think it's just about the wives, really. I think it's about our family. Like we give it all. Yeah. And 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 we put that first we put the family first the second part of that value is and you're going to love this one it <laughs> says children obey your parents right Isn't but then there's a follow up statement oh yeah right yeah, what's yeah. the follow up statement um fathers don't exasperate your children yes and for me when it comes to the this particular thing and it comes to these conversations that we have what i really try to focus on 
is that I don't do stuff to tick you off. And I try not to do stuff to tick mom off. Well, you know, <laughs> we're the only ones in control of how ticked off we get at something. So, you know. True that. You're, <laughs> sometimes you're going to tick me off and it's not going to be your fault. It's going to be me because I'm just mad at everything. And is that okay? Yes. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah. So parents, I want to encourage you. Kids, I want to encourage you. Talk to each other. Sit down. Listen. Enjoy one another's company. Have fun. Mm -hmm. Irritate one another from time to time. Communication is key. Communicate and uh, you will, you'll have a great and greater relationship as a result. Well, thank you so much for listening. Uh, you know, do all the things that we normally do. What do I normally say? Subscribe, you know. Like. Like, maybe. Ring the bell. If you feel like it. And, um... This oh, sounds yeah. like my outro from last week. <laughs> Check out <laughs> I our realized blog. how hard this is last yeah. week when I was doing this on my own. Well, yeah. <laughs> Check out the blog, you know, inbetweenpodcast.com. I believe I did upload the Disneyland short story. Yeah, That has been mentioned multiple times in podcasts. So if you want to go read that and get some context to what I'm talking about, it's there. Oh, and you got to tune in next week because Daphne doesn't even know the topic yet, but it's going to be a good one. Why are there always so many secrets? Why do I never know what's going on? <laughs> Have a great week. Love you guys. See you later.